John Kenny, man, Jardy Official, and an old pal of mine. Thanks very much for doing this, bud. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me, mate. No worries. Right, so I kind of said to you before, uh, as I understand it, you were obviously involved with West Coast Amateur team up there, and then our dear, we're, we're going to fold. I think was the sort of rumours, and then it looks as though you can the team can get amalgamated together, and, and then you basically took over our dear for there. So you want to just kind of gaze the background of how you get involved with our dear basically and take it from there. We are dig you up straight away. It's Kilbride Fissel. Kilbride Fissel, all right. So West Kilbride were the rivals. Kilbride Fissel was my team coming through. All right, I fucked up right away. Right, I, I hope to, I can't even let that one slide them off now. <laughs> uh, but I, we, we'd been at Kilbride. When we moved in, um, when we moved to uh, West Kilbride for Top Ross, uh, I was 10 and we started at that team there. And it was Kilbride boys. Same group of boys come all the way through. We went to, we were amateurs. I think we were the only team that's come through fourth division, third division, second, first, stayed in the Premier at the first time. Um, and then we got progressively better every year. Hunterford Shortleys were the top teams, Glenburn. We were just after that, really. And at disappointing, you look back at the players that we had that we never won mayor, but it's something that annoys me still now, but you can't do anything about it. But I ended up, yeah, we tried to apply to go to the West of Scotland League, which was all juniors. Mm-hmm. Um, my opinion, a wee bit of politics stopped it because we were far, far good enough um, to go, and the club was run well enough to go. Um, did you get like any specific reasons that you can share, and is no point getting into it because it was so long ago? And oh, yeah, it's nothing to hide. Um, I was told by one of the guys on on the, the committee of the people who made decisions that he wouldn't have another team playing. We had to play it coming in for a year. Um, and they wouldn't have another team playing at Kowarin. I was sent an email which I was surprised about. Um, we have no will had to play it a year then, maybe a year or two later. A team called Eglinton were formed for Kowarin. Eglinton had a lot of good guys, Willis Shearer, their manager. So it was not the day with Eglinton, it was not the day with him at all. It was just a wee bit of politics, I thought, before that, before Eglinton had joined up, nothing to do with Eglinton. Uh, but it turned out to be a blessing in disguise um, because just when we got the knockback, our dear then phoned me, um, Peter McBlain phoned me. I remember I was stuck in traffic, you know, coming here and my, my job was a van driver. Uh, stuck in traffic in Edinburgh, got demented, I hate sitting about, I got all agitated and all that. And the phones went and it was Peter and, and we had a chat and he, he offered me a job on the phone. Um, I said I'll need to come in and speak to you and obviously there's things I need at mine, it's a big call for me, I've been at Cobray Fissel for a long, long time, loved it. Um, but we went and for the group of boys that we had, we'd set up a team to go and enter the West of Scotland League. So it was the best thing for them, for us all, to, to take that step in. I always felt that I was ready to go over. Um, I'd spoke to Peter and, and, and Ronnie, who's still with us in the old Ronnie, um, and, and we agreed to go down and, and that was how we got started. Was it the signing on for you, the wages you were negotiating, was it? That's it, mate. Oh dear, it's known for being big spenders <laughs> and things like that. That's how I'm, we actually, that was one of the funny things. Um, if MD Rose had deal, we don't have anything. But when, when we signed, um, remember saying that Calvin came, Calvin was a smashing player, I know Calvin, I got on great with him. Um, he's probably not done what he should have done in football, but he's a dog, got on as well. And we brought Calvin in just because of my relationship with Calvin and getting on really well with him. And uh, that was one of the famous pine bovril how our dear were washing money and all that. And I was this and I was that. I thought, I'm doing great hiding it. My one litre pole sitting at the end of the it or nothing. But I'm washing money through our dear saying Calvin and other boys. 
And what about um, you're obviously you're talking about how at the amateur team obviously went into the juniors. Did, were you able to take the full squad of boys, or was there already boys there? Like how did how did it work in that sort of initial stage? There was no players when we went out there. There was no players. There was no strips. We didn't have a full set of strips or anything. So we took our full squad over. I say my plan was to take that squad to to say it's easier to call it juniors, but it's obviously West of Scotland League now, but it's known as the juniors. Um, so we took the boys over, the full squad went over. Um, we done we done well, we punched above our weight, um, but it was the transit. I had been building a team during COVID and things like that to go and take that step anyway. I wanted it to be under the Ray Thistle's banner, but with that not being possible, the next best thing was taking them through our deer and, and we've not looked back since been at our deer. Aye. What year was that again? John, just remind us. Mate, I'm terrible. Few- That's my third season. First season at Ardeer, so that about... 2021 or something like that. Uh, oh, that's fine, that's not important anyway. And what about like that initial stage then? Was there anything, like, sort of difficult moments that you had to like, overcome? Or did the boat, like, did it sound like maybe you hit the ground running? Like, any good moments, any good sort of trips with the boys or the supporters? Anything that sort of sticks out in your mind for the sort of early days that really kind of made you, like, think I've fucking I've made the right decision here, you know? Or it sounds like there wasn't any doubts anyway, but just... It wasn't an easy call though, mate. It's, as I say, Matt, I'm a real loyal guy and I'm, I remember when we went and I'd uh, told my dad my, the support I get from my dad, my family, everything. I've, even at our dear, they did so much for me and they gave me so much support. But they did the same at Kilbride ways and they've come through it always at Kilbride. Um, and I says to my dad and he called me a fucking snake or something like that. <laughs> but he was obviously joking, but I... Um, that was my dad's reaction. It was words, words to that to that effect anyway, definitely. But that was that's kind of how I mean. It's like, aye, well, no, we do like it falls in my house. We'll all but I laugh and a joke. Aye, about a banter. It sounds like I, you know, we went over, and I know I think the fans have admitted it and we've spoken about it. I was, and a lot of people thought I was going for the amateurs. Um, Aldi had really been flying high, but it's still a big step bringing in a full amateur team, um, an amateur manager. And there was a lot of doubts and there was a lot of scepticism for the fans and they admitted that. And we when we came in we wanted to do things different. I'm by going I hate it people say, Ah, but we've always done it this way. I hate that. That does my not like go and be different, go and but no different for the sake of being different. Go and make something work, go and find your own ideas. Um so we did that. We did the social media, the social media was massive, your social media is excellent. Um so all that sort of thing, the interviews, all that. And I remember people going, who are these guys? What are they doing? And in friendlies and all that, pre-season, I hate pre-season friendlies because you need to play a full squad at times and you lose a bit of momentum and then you start off well and you you sort of dip a wee bit in games and all that. So they're really false. Even in the other side, you win a game and you hang all your world beaters, but pre-season's false. So it was up and doing a wee bit in the first pre-season, but then when we got to the, 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 the competitive games, I think we won eight in the bounce. And we sort of took everybody by surprise. Um, and I think the fans were on board. And that's what I always say. Listen, we need to win games of football and get people on board. It's as simple as that. And we've done well with the start. It was, it was a good run. And what about, like, um, was there any issues with the community in West School Pride? Like, because maybe, I don't know if you had a decent following. I mean, obviously, he's were quite successful. He's done in the paper, like the, the local paper all the time anyway. So was there anybody sort of did dig you up about it? Or would these people sort of support of obviously... 
it sounds like he had a real ambition to move into sort of junior side of things, so hopefully. There was a few comments, um, but I think there always is wherein you go to change, you know, like, people were well within their rights to have their opinion, but I'm well within my rights to ignore their opinion as well. You know, I'm, I'm a big enough boy, I can handle that. Um, people were to help the club that I did feel bad for, also moving out West Kilbride, but we still had the, we still had the, the club there, the club predominantly plays at West Kilbride now, um, for the men the three towns of Drossen, so of course it's Stevenson. Um, but I there was a few comments, but there always is. People are easy to make comments without actually doing anything about anything themselves sort of thing, so it doesn't bother me. Aye, and what about, you were obviously saying then, you won your first eight games, like, um, what 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 is your influence like? What you mean your influences on football? Like, do you is it Martin O'Neill or are you like you like Guardiola? What style of football have you tried to play the same style that you were playing in the amateurs with West Kilbride when you went to the juniors, or did you have to adjust a wee bit? Aye, so we we played. I mean, we played with Kilbride. We played in Astro and things like that, and. We did try and pass the ball. I was big on it and, and passing and passing. I still still like that. Still like to pass. Still want to attack. And you can probably see that we were defensive record sometimes. We, a lot of the times we've scored 50, you can see that 50, but it's probably something to work on, to be fair. But, um, I mean, we, we lost 5-4 at the weekend there against uh, Glasgow United, so I could probably be working with my defence and, and my shape and things like that. But I like exciting football, but... I did have to tweak. We, we do have to change things. Um, when we went to um, the West of Scotland League, play against better players, you sort of maybe try and fight for territory a wee bit. And if you're going to play, then you need to suck the team in and you put the ball in behind it first. And then if they drop off, then you can play. And there's a sort of, you don't just, you're not just allowed to play straight away. I remember, I think, my first pre season game against a team for that, that level was against Whitlitz at Ardia. I think we lost a goal after four or five minutes. We, we get calf we're back, we're playing, we're playing. You know, it gets to the stage now, like top teams can do it, um, playing a good surfaces or that sort of thing. We need to play with pitch sometimes. Um, we put a ball up, we go and squeeze the game. And then again, as I say, if you've sort of got that territory to play and then you can play. But it's it's hard to, it's hard. Listen, I, I love watching big ads and all that, but it's easy for big ads to say that when he's. He's got a squad that he's got, and that's not against my boys, my boys, I like my boys, but um, they're probably sick of hearing me saying about things like that. It's, it's great to have an, an ideology about how you're playing, all that sort of thing, but sometimes you need to make work what you've got as well. And is the pitch, like, the pitches influence that, like, at the sort of junior level, or is it mere, like, you just kind of come against a team who are sort of thinking, you know, they're going to be physical with you in the game in Scotland and get the junior level scope? that reputation that maybe, you know, that's what people daily sort of stick it on you. Well, you know, there's, there's a lot of good football you need You need to take care of yourself. Of course you do, but there's a lot of good football players. There's a lot of technical players as well. Um, but now, our pitch, is, our pitch is unique as well. At one point, our pitch was bigger than Hamden. Um, it, it was one of the biggest parts of Scotland. Hamden's also been made bigger, but our deal's part massive. Um, so we, we need to use that to our strengths. Whether we do or no, I don't know. That's a criticism of me, but aye, that's something that you would you would consider. Um, we've went to a, we've went to other places. We went to was a game we went to Mary Hill last year, um, and we spoke about sort of the park wasn't great, and the guys up Mary Hill, Mark, Mark does a great job up there. They get promoted last year. They've done. I'm sorry, they stayed up last year, but they've really kicked on this year. 
Um, and the part wasn't great, and and we spoke about the type of winning. Obviously, as I see, linked to passing all that, but it's also, it was a bit of tense game. And I spoke to the boys for it, and I was, I was listening. It's I don't think about what I'm going to say before I talk to the boy. I just I have an idea, but I don't practice at right end done. And talk about lads, listen, big came in the day. I says, seen the pitch, just think about a wee bit of dancing. Like, you're at the dancing. Um, I you'd like to get a tidy bird. <laughs> I says, but she's lost the end of the night, she'll get a bird. It doesn't really matter too much after that. And I probably went in a wee bit more detail what you could do after that. <laughs> but I say, as long as you get here with a bird tonight, get here with the three points, uh, we get pumped that day to be fair. <laughs> So you know the Nick Kennedy of the, the North Ayrshire Juniors and the sons of things? Michael's got that, didn't he? I, I find out. Give me his juice for that, to be fair. Aye. I don't think I'll be on BBC anytime soon with my team talks. I don't know. You make me on Crime Watch. Yeah, I can have that. <laughs> um, no, well, you were talking about, again, like, what's the recruitment process like for you? Like, obviously, you broke the team over, but did you like? Did you have to adjust in the early stages? And how are you spotting players? Is it talking to folks out in the community, or do you get links with like clubs? Maybe they released a young boy, or they want to put a young boy on loan. Um, I just look. What's the sort of the scouting system? Like, I suppose for Ardeer at your level, I suppose. I. So that's been the sort of big frustration for my time at Ardeer. It was one of the things I spoke to the old committee about was, don't need a lot of money. I just need to be able to try and keep my team together. That wasn't I wasn't able to do that. Um, some some big moves come in for some of the boys, and that's great, um, and they deserved it. Um, but I wasn't able to keep my team together. There wasn't enough structure in place at the club for me to go and speak to you properly and say, "Listen, I want you to stay next year, and here's what we're going to do, and here's what plans are, here's what I want to sign." Um, no asking for any more money there. Just to know what I had. Uh, we were paying, we were paying pennies, and we still, we still do. Boys get expenses for fuel. And I don't think it covers the fuel, to be honest. Um, but the boys never ask about money. That's not what it's for. But I do need to have a structure in place where I can go and see a new player. Listen, here's what we've got. Here's what I can give you. Um, that's what my first year. I actually, been able to do that as a new committee, and there's just a bit better structure at the club. Um, I've managed to keep boys in extended their contracts. That was the most important thing. There's some good boys there that we've got that we've extended the contract for next year. So last year, I think I had to sign. I seen 19 players since the end of last season, um, and that's not a good thing. That's not what I wanted to be doing. I mean, the boys that come in are great. Love the boys I've got, but I want to build it. That's not sustainable every year. You kind of keep doing that. Um, so it's, it's a bit of stability. Keep your squad together, and then adding a three or four good ones. That's what the plan is. That's what I did. And whoever they want to stay, in, that's fine. People can move on. Um, but it's contacts who do you know watching games of football people stick out of on a wee list in your head knowing who's achievable or who's not achievable you could get um, and a great, a great scout system's players um, boys will know who good players are they've played against I've got boys for uh, boys for Clyde Bay boys for boys, a couple of boys that come down for Mary Hill my coaches for Fulham Bank so they all know people um, and that helps as well I get to watch as many games as I possibly can. I know a lot of people. You beg for some players sometimes as well. You any chance you can help with here? Uh, I'm looking for this. You got this. So it's just everything. You're, you're constantly walking. You're constantly looking. Um, but at the same time, you need to keep the back door shut and make sure your players are tied up as well. So look after the boys you've got, and then all your contacts. Go and watch as many games. The youths, the, the amateurs, um, everything like that. 
we in this knobs are dear. We we're not above anything. So if there's a good player, I I got Ken Sport a good player to be fair. Um, and I'm not any problem with taking any for amateurs. It's usually a different mentality at, at our level because it's no often ability that's a problem for the amateur players. It's taking that next step equipment. I'm sometimes murder to play for like I'm on a lot. <laughs> uh, probably no tell on my cheery face, but I, I do monitor the boys a lot. Sometimes they can't win. Just um, but one of the boys, uh, we Jamie Morgan for ages. He was called me the Gruffalo. I didn't know what it was, and I thought it was the David Morelos. So I was raging about that. Even there, obviously, I haven't been at the Buffalo to call him. Um, and then I found out what the Gruffalo was. It's some grumpy, ginger, hairy cartoon <laughs> character or something like that. So the boys call me Gruff. Um, going on a bit, bit green faced at times. But I don't know if he identifies as a ginger or a Gruffalo, but you you identify as a ginger then, Sean. Is that? Can we we'll clarify that? Very proud of it, mate. Well, not so much anymore. My beard still, but. Um, I would love to still be shouting about being ginger, but that's gone as well. I was going to ask about that actually because obviously. Am I here? No, I know that you're here. <laughs> I think you will start. Um, <laughs> the juniors obviously is known for the sort of banter and folk shouting and that for the same lines. Do you get much of that? Like, is that is that and is that a fetch? I'm getting because I said to you, like, you obviously you have to have a thick skin to do what you do. I think. No, I did. You get a lot. You get especially our dear. Um, our fans are. Well, they're actually a bit legendary. I think everybody knows the Ardea fans at every level. If you've been involved in it, you know when you've been to Ardea, it's never a quiet afternoon. The atmosphere is Sunday was super, Saturday, sorry, was superb. Um, the foley is everywhere. We don't play Peter Heat um, in the Scottish Cup. Um, a team called uh, Canvin Hearts, I think it was. A shock, I can't remember. It was only a couple of months ago. I can't remember. I was suspected, so whether you're counting anyhow. Um, but they took a bus up, they stayed in Aberdeen the night of four, on the full minibus, stayed in Aberdeen the night of four, travelled through to Peterhead to watch the boys play, they were, they were unreal, they were mental, they are absolutely mental. Um, but I'd have got a few chants for me that they sing, which is always nice. Um, they saw about the ship being a tanker and Sean being a, I'd never catch on the next word that they say, but... <laughs> That's they've been nice. That's they've been nice. My mom couldn't get her head run out of first. Like, he's winning and they're still singing that about him. But that was, yeah, that was been nice, I think. But I, there's, the, the part brilliant. It's, you, you don't. Is that part of the allure of the juniors? I love it, aye. I love it. And every grunt's go, the, I remember going to watch the juniors and every grunt's go, the wee old guy that stars Neil Douglas and just shouts pelters at the man. Even if he's a huge supporter, he still shouts pelters at the head manager. <laughs> so I, it's always something that I quite like. I quite like being getting a bit of stick on it. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me if I away fans like he's a bit that sort of right as well. It doesn't bother me at all, mate. And where, but where did you get suspended for? You would never believe, honestly. You would never believe. And a cheeky it. bastard, was it? Again, I blame the fans for this one. <laughs> um, there might have been a flare let off or something along the lines. It was in the Scottish Cup through in, um, where were we? Kirkcaldy or somewhere up that way. Um, we had that day. I just wanted to game by, to be honest. I think we were about 4 nothing done. Um, they got a penalty with 10 to go. And the fans let off a flare. I don't, they must have just tried to get rid of his last flare because it wasn't the only one we're celebrating. It was their penalty. Um, and the refs chased out to the half you get. 
we're, we're stopping the game for 10 minutes, but the fans, we go ready, the fans went out and things like that. So my dog gets diagonally across the changing room, so I walked across the park. It's a flare by the time I walked across, I don't move fast anymore. The time the, the time the smoke's left, it's not the burn about we were in, the time the smoke's up there, it's away. Um, and I was like, I've been there managing as well, we're seeing the same, oh, ref, it's up here, it's to go, I'm like, I just want to aim, but hot and Kirkcaldy, wherever we are, getting pumped. I just want to get down the road here. And he's doing the old, and that's the thing I hear. The refs, I would never be a ref. It's a horrible job when fair play and for doing it. But that's so sort of dismissive, sort of point hand away, get away, get away. I'm like, I'm only like, see, like I said, I've got to stick more. I could take that all day, but see people looking down at you, that, that annoys me, or dismissing you, things like that annoys me. And I said, I'm going to help. So I'm just trying to get this game done. It's get away, get away. He's doing man up in here, man. And there was a, I might get this term wrong, I apologize if I do, a lines woman. I don't know if I said what you say. But she was brilliant. I, she explained it to me and she's like, listen, we just need everything to calm down. Just get in the changing room and then we'll get you back out. And I says to the ref, I says, see the way she just spoke there, that's the way that, that you should speak to people. Like, And I never swore, I was calm, I really was. And I, I said, I'm only trying to get one more time to help you. And he says, you speak to me one more time. I said, yeah, oh. I'm like, you're kidding me on here. I and I says, right. And I said, so. But I, was, I wasn't the order. And I just, I was generally trying to help him. And he sent me off. Nobody believes that's what I get sent off for. Uh, but that is what I get sent off for that day. But we also get one, we also get one sent off for, we sent off during the game. And I did my post-match interview. And I'm saying, like at I suppose, because does a day, I said, he's got sent off. Says, I spoke to him at half time. It was one of the ones he was on a booking, he, he, he's physical, he's out of tackles. And it was, do you take him after, you know? And I've, the old one I says to him, Listen, you're one of my experienced players, I trust you. I says, Don't make me take you off, I don't, don't make me sub you. I'm trusting you to stay on. 50th minute, and he has been sent off, second jailer. So I'm saying, My post match, I'm saying, Lack of discipline's cost as we come up here, they're a good team, dirty 10 men, it's already hard enough, we're doing 2 0 or 2 1, whatever it was. And I've ranted, I've ranted, I've ranted. And then I'm sitting in the bus in the right here and I'm thinking, I fucking get sent off and off. I've slated out and I get sent off as well. So that interview's like, oh, no, bye. Ask it happens, mate. And what about, you spoke about, obviously, um, maybe the, the, the mentality shift between the amateurs and the juniors. How often do you use sort of training? And you maybe talk about that because you're obviously juggling your own work. All the guys that are doing it are juggling their work life, their family lives with the fit, but um, just talk about maybe some of the pressures that bring sort of thing I, as I say I'm, I'm demanding on the boys I expect they were train twice a week um, also we're playing a Saturday but I expect the boys to be out and I think if they at this level should be out doing extra out working what can you do in your spare time that's going to give us the advantage I'm working every like football working every night I'm always doing something um, and again I'm, I'm no different every manager will be the same with the manager we're all trying to get that edge we're all trying to look at what we can do but as I say, I'm really demanding on the boys, you need to put your extra workouts on the chart, you need to get everything done, like everything you'd expect to be done properly, you make a lot of sacrifices. And again, that's what's something that agitates me a lot as well, see if we have a bit, I hate a bad training session, not even a bad session, but just been half it about, or just been a bit flat, that gets me, I mean, I've, last Tuesday I was, I was, wasn't happy, I was the right goal, um, and it wasn't a bad session, it just wasn't as good as it has been, and, I'm always worried about that, just sort of standards dropping a wee bit. That's it. I've, I've had a go there, but I always say to the boys, like, 
as you see, you're coming away for your work, so you've been at the house all day, you've got Wayne's in the house, you're going away for your wife, you're going away for your Wayne's, you're going to come here and mess about. Like, why would you, like, what's that? If you're taking your wife and Wayne's, like, come here and keep everything you've got, put it in properly. If you're going to boot the house, do your family justice with that day, come out, put everything in. And I like to have a laugh and like to have a joke, we've known each other a long time, I like a carry on. But when you're working, you're working, when you're like proper grafting, you're grafting, and that's probably the Gruffalo part comes into it as well, I suppose. <laughs> And do you notice that as a trend then? Let's see, after you've had two sessions, right, and it's maybe it's not quite hit the mark, and then a Saturday you get into that dread, and are you sort of noticing when you have a couple of bad sessions that normally results in a bad performance, or just it's it's not always a pattern like that? Like you can have a couple of shite sessions and then they're getting smashed at the weekend. It's a mentality thing, really. It's, it's mere, I'm, I'm sort of harder on the boys. I wake us what harder when we've won a game. Um, see, see, you get beat, it's maybe a bad one, see, it's the old sort of, or on the minute of the ground, I don't really do that, um, if we get beat, see, like, if we get beat and we've been, my, my, the shape's not been good enough for, you know, finishes not been good enough or something like that, you can identify if it's, if it's not been good enough, it's probably just make people run, work on the stuff that's not been good enough, whereas if we have won, I'll usually run the boys on the ground a wee bit and, and that's when you can drill home what you, you enjoy that feeling well, let's go and get it again you'll get two sessions to work at it like, let's go and let's go well obviously Thursday's always a mere shape and, and, and football Tuesday's your obviously further away for the game so Tuesday's your we, we graph it's a lot of football we, we basically football I'm, I'm saying we graft we, we just don't we get a wee bit of running and a wee bit of sharpness but at this stage of the season we read it February I'm going to get boys fit in February. Like, if you're no fit now, you're as fit as you'll ever be this season. So, we need to get grafting and we need to keep just keep sharp. But I like that sort of mentality. Ah, right, we've won a game. Let's go and make sure we're digging in again here. We're not letting this winning thing go. Um, and that's when I get my crab at us, to be honest with you. And I think that maybe, well, yeah, you could ease off a wee bit because you've had a good result in the weekend. So, that that's probably where I'm based crab at, to be honest. I, I like to lift the boys. Um, if, if, if we've had a bad one, we'll talk through. We also have a meeting on Tuesday or four before we start training. Well, if, if we have to, there's no point just getting stuff that you spoke about all the time. But if stuff needs addressed, we'll have a chat about the game at the weekend. We'll talk about what we're going to do the coming weekend or the coming week sessions for the game on Saturday, how I see things shake them up. Um, but aye, it's, then, then we'll try and lift. You can't, you can't have a hangover on a Tuesday for your bad result on a Saturday because it carries on to the next week. So, you address it, deal with it, and then let's lift us and get us going again. And what about, um, like, you sounds like you're obviously heavily involved with the team. Like, are you take the sort of Alex Ferguson approach to the club as like a whole? Are you sort of looking at the youth teams and looking for the sort of pathway for players coming for there into the sort of, um, into your team? Or, like, are you kind of hands off with that, like that sort of siloed and, you know, whoever runs them at the different age groups just kind of does it themselves? So the team's... We built and we we've built the youth academy. Um, the early youth academy is the best thing about the club. Um, it really is the youth academy and the fans. Um, the teams that we've got, it's been built up. I think we're, we're adding another twenties this season. Um, so, sorry for the next season, and then I think well, that's basically a full player pathway completed on on the male side, and then we're going to be doing the same with the, with the women's side as well. So the youth academy is amazing. When I went, it was always again social media. We done the first interview. I I've got. I used to work with boys for Auckland Lake and Cumnock. Um And when you go down there, like I know Celtic Rangers fans, they're Auckland Lake to Albert Cumnock fans, and you see them wearing the strips. It's mental. I, was, I want that for Aldi. I don't want that Stevenson. Again, 
Ardeers, but when the Stevenson's a wee bit similar to when I was playing Tall Cross, like there's no, no of these go a lot, so it might be easier for Mills and Dads to get the Waynes to come to Ardeer, I mean the Waynes getting for free, so it might be easier for him to come to Ardeer instead of getting up to Park Key to Ibrooks. and also getting them in and getting them support in Ardeer, getting them playing for Ardeer, they've all got their strips and then they play a pathway, hopefully they can come through. The first season we brought over under 20s, and, and because of the restriction we've got at the club, I had to bring in boys for the 20s. I can't go and sign a, sign a striker for big money or anything like that. But it's the best thing to happen to us. I think now we've got five boys who have come through under 20s. We're first team starters week in, week out sort of thing. And that was also came, come for the year we got promoted. So it's definitely the way for a club like us to go. We'll never be out spending money on players or anything like that. So we've got to bring them players through. And Edward, but you mentioned like the young team getting in for free. Have you noticed a difference in attendances? Obviously, for when you went and took over to where it isn't, is that the kind of thing you track? Or? Aye. Um, so we'll, we'll do a thing, and again, it's it's primarily run by the committee now. Um, I used to do all, but now I can, I've got a good committee there who, who run it. I've got people who's in charge of Youth Academy. So they sort of, the team's been, I've got the Youth Academy teams that have been mascots every week, they're done. They had their drum in that at the weekend and they've, they've got your wee pockets and I'm talking about like the older ones with the flares and having a wee bit like having coming in with a wee bevy in them and their songs been colourful. See the youth academy songs, I couldn't believe I was here the weekend. <laughs> so I'm not even a word with their mods and dads, but it's we want them the it's the noise they bring, the enthusiasm. There's some cracking videos on the social media page. Uh, I think uh, Greg scored his, his penalty on Saturday. And there's a video of the Waynes just watching it and that bounce, mate. It's just, you know, that pure love of football, pure joy. It was it was superb. It was great to see. No, that sounds class, mate, to be fair. And what about um, you spot I spoke about the standard obviously being decent. Like is there any players either like playing the new at junior level, either like in whatever division three or um ab- divisions above that you think, my god, that guy's fucking unbelievable in terms of talent. Um, because I always remember like when Paddy McCourt came in with Federe for example obviously folk in Scotland really paying attention to what's happening on the island everybody's sort of thinking fuck me this guy's George Best you know where's he been it must be players like that in the juniors and it's just maybe they've got family commitments or they've got a good job and they just kind of be fucked with the travel of going somewhere so you ever seen like, any real balls down there? Uh, definitely I mean, we played um, we played Beath and uh, in the cup early on in the season the Beath obviously they've won the Premier League I actually think they're a better team this year than they were last year when Chris won the Premier League with them. I think they'll go and win it again. Um, there's some smashing players out that play for Beav. You get uh, the boy uh, Big Diver, who's he's a smashing big player. He played against us for round three. Got his move to Beav, and he's he's scoring other goals. You've got a couple of Callum Monty. I know he was at Celtic. He was at Dundee. Um, Bags of ability and things happen as you say. There's there's different circumstances, but there's a lot of really really good players at, at this level of football, definitely. And it was the same even coming through for for the amateurs. As I say, we were one of the better amateur teams, and people sort of looked down at us. And Ardeer or Salcoats or even your Evan Vicks. And I always say to them, like, see if we could break this away, obtain a bad result. See if we need that we confidence boost for friendly during the week. I'd phone one of the teams, say you want a game, we'll play friendly. We were better than the teams. So the players at the top amateur are sometimes better than the players at bottom junior. Top junior's better, you know, like it. I always find that's where it is, and there may be other things that, that stop them taking that next step. There's also the, the shambles that is the, 
the pyramid and it's obviously well above us just now but the one team getting up to the one team getting promoted one team getting relegated for the seniors at, at our level the teams that we've got in our Premier League they go and merely compete with the majority of teams in that lowland league and then to get promoted again it's, it's no as they say it's like obviously the people that are voting for these these rules are the people that could potentially get relegated so they're not going to vote for their own relegation and things like that I I was going to ask you about that because um, uh, I think it was Gordon Smith when he was at um, the SFA. I think he was involved with like, helping to get that restructured for the match and helping to get him on at some point, hopefully. But um, what is your take on the pyramid system? What like, does it need to be reformed again? And if it is going to be reformed, what would you like? Because I think the teams that have went up, they're obviously some of them are flying through the divisions, aren't they? Like, so the standard is obviously there. Aye, there needs to be more promotions. Um, we've got the three different regions. Um, that eventually try and get into to the different leagues and things like that. So your promotion relegation is one up, one down. It's not right. Um, again, it could be all the old turkeys don't vote for Christmas thing. They're not going to get themselves relegating things like that. But teams, and this, this is all levels as well. Teams are voting. I mean, you look at you might go into the top league in Scotland. I should have a bit twelve team league, but the teams are not going to vote for less games against Celtic and Rangers because they're taking a hit financially and things like that. We should be extending that. We should be revamping on the leagues, in my opinion, especially the pyramid system. Um, teams, there should be a lot more teams going up, free up, free down, is my opinion. Um, but unfortunately, the votes is not with us at a level. The votes are the leagues that are going to come down. So that's why it's, it's, it's not going to change through our vote for teams. It's going to need to take somebody step in and say, no, we need to get this sorted properly. Fan-led participation may be something. It's because it seems like there's a conflict of interest there because they've probably got a finan- they've maybe got a financial interest. Thinking if we're in um, the football league um, and the sort of professional levels that I don't know what maybe driving bigger attendance. I don't know what's happened to like, like Albion Rovers when they went down. If it's made any difference to things like that. Well, I think if you look at the teams that were in the long league, they've struggled, um, and teams are taking over them. Um, again, it's that thing that. We looked at it, we were at Colbride just flat out again. We knew that if we went in and competed, we would overtake some of the teams at the bottom. With it. I'm not saying we'd have went all the way up, we would definitely overtake teams at the bottom. And that's the same the same um, at our level, uh, higher up. The, um, the teams that come down, they'll get passed by. There's, there's some right good teams there. Um, obviously, mixed in well with Colbride and things like that. And Trinent are a good team. There's loads of good teams. But even like see your Talbots and, and Beave, these teams at the other side of things. Clay Bank are a good team. Paul across a massive club. I know they're having the difficulties just now, but loads of massive clubs that are better than most of these most of these clubs that are just hanging on for dear life because they've got a vote. So what's the difference in standard then? Like in terms of why are the teams that are going up sort of doing well and competing and overtaking these um, teams that have obviously been in the sort of professional club system or the professional leagues um, for a longer time? I think there's a few different things. I think these clubs are more exciting. You know, if who you want to play for, a team that's hanging on or a team that's firing or look to firing up, just with the mentality of the clubs. And that's a hard thing. And that's not something that I criticise these teams for because I get it, it is hard. You're fighting for your lives for a lot of them. Um, and that, that's not the club's fault. That's situations are dictating that, maybe financing things like that. The teams that are pushing up are obviously well financially backed as well, so we're not kidding ourselves. I'm sure they'll be paying good wages. I don't know what I'm, I'm not saying people are splashing, splashing cash. If I had it, I would spend it. That's what I'm saying that just now. That's not a criticism. Um, but you pay better wages, you get better players. 
Um, but I think the, the excitement of the clubs, what these clubs, these fresh clubs are building on, even like your Cove and things like that that have come up, they're exciting clubs. Not just exciting first teams, exciting clubs, exciting environments. Whereas your teams that have come down, again, they look at Albion Rovers, they're probably a bit run down. They've no, they've no stands problem. He's got, he's got bride setups. Probably a nicer setup in Albion Rovers. You know, like it's, and that's not criticism of Albion Rovers. There's only so much these clubs can do because financially they're crippled a lot of them. Aye, well, um, it, it goes back to what you're saying, I suppose. Like Albion Rovers are in a community where a lot of people are probably supporting the big teams, yeah. you know, and I'm obviously, like yourself, you know, we're for, um, well, you could say the West of Scotland, that's where we've sort of been brought up and stayed most of our life, but obviously sports sort of one of the big teams in Glasgow, so um, it, is, it is difficult for these clubs, I do appreciate that. I don't know what your excuse is, but I was ball five minutes, for silly part. <laughs> I would always support, say support your local team, so if anybody's want to come and watch our deal, then we'll just, we'll just do now. Aye. So you know how obviously in professional football you always hear about um, like managers phoning other managers, like the young managers will maybe say, "I'll oh, phone fucking Gordon Stack and or Sir Alex Ferguson for a bit of advice." You get anybody that you can sort of phone, um, and this is if you've got Sir Alex in the phone book, it's time to pass it over here. No, they, they don't answer the phone, mate. They just blank it. Uh, no, we we train. Do you know what? I'm a, I'm a pure geek, right? And um, I'd mentioned there was a there was a thing that was all down at divisions and it's different managers. So I would I'll listen into everything that I've saying, listen to different podcasts, listen to different interviews. Um if I see a manager I'll sort of bend his ear a wee bit and try and just try and feed in. I am quite comfortable as a thing that I go by, don't be the smartest guy in the room. I like to ask questions, I want to I want to learn. I'm big on that, I don't know everything. I might act like a day sometimes. But I don't know everything, and I'm I'm quite comfortable with that. Um, I'm always I'm always wanting to ask questions. There's other managers that I'm, that I'm quite close with, but um, I don't know I don't know if I if I phone them. And I've got I've got good guys with me just now. As I say, I mentioned to Michael Waldo. Michael, I hate saying my assistant because I feel that's sometimes a bit disrespectful saying that. I mean, what Michael's done in the game. Um, my opinion, Michael's the greatest ever goalkeeper at all level. Fair, fair, I've watched it. Big Leishman's a close second to who won a bit of the but as well. Uh, but Michael's in with me running it, so Michael's good for, for me to get advice for you, and he's no snowsling telling me either, which is what I need. That's exactly what I need. Um, so there's nobody that I, I really see cutting for. There's other managers will have a blether way and things like that. I mean, um, but nobody that I would say that I really, really see cutting for or, or anything like that. About after the game, I know, and the the professionals, it's sort of um, customary, I think, where they say, oh, invite them in for a wee glass of wine, are you sharing a bit of tonic and that after the game? Or cider. Just, cider, is cider, it? Cider, like a cider after the game. Does yeah. that actually happen? Like, do you just go into, a, like, whatever, I don't know, the fucking dressing room, or if they've got, like, a wee bit of the stadium? Mm-hmm. Is that, like, a thing? I, I will, we always invite people in for a drink, and we, you know, you, you put on food and things like that, and, and at the bar, and I remember, like, some... The cicadas come back, sitting with Southie, sitting with Caddy, he's now at Glen after, and even at the weekend, at a pint with Shug after the, the Glasgow United game. So, I, it's, I, I, you know, it's it's no, nothing personal. It might sound personal when you're shooting back forward to each other, but it's no personal. And again, I'm a big boy that way that you don't have to grudge it like You shake hands at the end, and as I say, we would always, I would always offer, as I say, it's a sign. I'll try and get him to pay for it. <laughs> But we'd always offer a drink. I feel no pain for it. I'll take out the committee money. 
And is that sometimes the best sort of part of it? Like after it, and you sort of call, have a drink together and have a laugh. Like is that part? That's part of the camaraderie, the, the game, I suppose. It's was something that I've enjoyed is, is meeting. I mean, at the amateurs, I was also sort of part of the Ulster Select squad, and things like that as well. So I knew everybody in Ulster amateur football. Um, so coming into coming into this level of football, it was, it was getting to meet new people, new relationships, all that sort of thing. Um, so it has been good to see. It is good sort of. Bending the ear, asking what you think, getting opinions and things like that. I'm really, really enjoy it. I'm quite a social guy anyway. Um, so I, I, like, I like to have a pint and I like to invite other managers back. And like, uh, Brian Blair, who's the Fenart manager, they're flying just now there in the league. We got Brian and, and his team come back to um, Station Bar, who's a sponsor just doing for the stadium. They sat for a good tour in a bit and um, spoke, to, spoke to him and his coaches and a couple of pints, well, I had a, I had a couple of pints, Brian was doing a 5k or something, so I was probably busting his nut by the time he was like, I got my road. But uh, it, was, it was good to sit and have, and have a chat with him after it and things like that. Good. Um, and what about you mentioned, like when you were involved with um, doing the amateur select stuff, is there anybody that you've sort of seen at your level that you've sort of maybe put on to somebody that's been on to like, do good things in the game that you can think about? Well, one of the stories is... Um, Ross Stewart, who's, at, who's now at Southampton. Um, Ross was actually at Aldea. He started off at Aldea Thistle, um, Big Cookie signed him. And it was a weird one, because I was at Kilbride, and I had um, William Mark McDonald, Big Ginge. Um, he was at Sonora this season, he played for Hurlford, and he's at Winton now. So Big Ginge is stuck as mints, honestly. He's, he's the thickest player I've ever met in my life, possibly. Goalie and a scaffolder, which chance you got. <laughs> Um, but he's, he's a good big boy um, we and I were close and he, he's really pally with Ross Stewart so at the time at Kilbride I was trying to, trying to get Ginch to get Ross to come to us but then Ross has ended up getting his move I think he went Albion no he went to Buffs then I think it was Albion Rovers at Mirren ended up at Ross County Sunderland and Southampton have signed him for 10 million I could have ruined that boy's career at Kilbride if I wanted <laughs> you're wanting a, a signing on for you weren't you well, percentage for that see what I can do and what about um, we've sort of touched on it seems like you're, you're sort of heavily involved with sort of community side things like this like why are junior like why is junior clubs sort of important for the community again I, I can't speak for every other community and I can't speak for every other club I can only speak for, for our dear um, and our dear and as I touched on earlier what me and the Stevens saying it sort of resonates with me where I'm for as well if I talk across a place where community spirit is, you know, it's, I'm not going to see it. I speak to people, do you? Ah, you chop your neighbour's door for a cup of sugar and all that. You didn't do that until close. You get chased. <laughs> um, but, you know, you look after your day. It's, it's, you can do it in Sandy Hills, though. Sandy Hills are the top close. They, they, nah, I don't know what it. Um, but no, but it's like, it's one of the ones, it is that area where you're not brought up with much, but. But you do look after each other as well. There's a lot of good people there that just don't have much. So it sort of resonates with me for, for being tall cross. And I think if we can, if we can, especially the Wayne's, if we can give them something, a focus, something, a passion that they look at and, you know, and want to come in again. But then again, it also flips on to the local businesses. If we can, if we can go to the cafe, get them and get them for like, make money in there, the local pubs, you know, even then, you, when you've had a drink, go to the kebab shop, the local, ke- or just wee things. If just make everything busier, it makes it, the area better. It pulls things up. I mean, the support that we get is brilliant already. Um, 
different companies that are coming and sponsoring us, but maybe even ones that can't fully sponsor you, like, but they'll offer you free haircut, you know, like the man who makes a free haircut, you know, just loads of, loads of things like that, and it's a case, it's a case of what we've got, we'll give you, and and that's why you can ask our people, and as long as, it's, it's not something that we take lightly, we really want to give that back to the community as well, we, we don't underestimate the role we've got in the community, um, and it's, we want to help Stevenson get better as well. I know, that's brilliant, mate. And you, it sound, I think I'd asked you this before, but you took Abdir up, right? In your sort of time, and you've already gotten promoted. Aye, but I took him back down and off. <laughs> <laughs> we got relegated next year. But aye, we, we, we got promoted the first year. Um, as I say, I don't know. I don't, mate, I don't, like... Uh, if somebody says you've done something well, I just I just bring it back and straight away. Um, but I we done well the first year. Um, we, as I say, when we went in, there was no players, there was nothing. Uh, we were in on, sort of flying under the radar, and I think we spoke really spoke a lot about getting a a quick start because I thought teams would underestimate us. Whether they did or didn't, I don't know. But I think we won the first eight. Um, we were flying, uh, the fans were singing about winning the league and all of that. We campus line Rangers, we got Cairn, we St. Caddox, Thornwood, loads of loads of really good teams. Um so I, I knew we weren't going to win the league, but I thought when's the last time the fans sung that? Let them sing it, let them enjoy themselves. And then we played Campus Line at home one night and they scudded us and I was like, Right, that's us back there for a bang then. <laughs> but the to be fair, the boys would bounce back after that and, and we we held our own in that league. Um, I think we finished fifth, um, so that was excellent. It was it was a really good achievement, and it was something I was really proud of for the boys because, as I say, it was overcoming the obstacles at the start, people doubting you and things like that. But to be fair, we'd spoke about it internally, and it sort of gave us one of the wee weird sort of kicks, weird motivations that proving people wrong. I enjoy that side of things, and um, gets you know what I let them see what they want, but we'll go and prove it different sort of thing. Can you be about fire in your belly and a chip in your shoulder? I, I quite like that side of things. So the boys done that. I credit to them. Um, it was a, it was a great season. It was a long, long season. Um, but we were lucky because at the start, I think the big thing for us is he's starting early. It was Saturday, Monday, Saturday, Wednesday, like for a while. So the momentum. I mean, if we started and get beat the first couple of games, you know, momentum started to dig out that way. But momentum was gone for us, and we were just rolling on and winning and winning and winning. So it was excellent, and it was it was a good it was a good time. I mean, we were going up to Govan on a Wednesday, doing to Kell on a Wednesday, and again, I talk about the fans. I think many buses on a Wednesday night, like you know, it's and making ourselves heard as well. They're not the shyest group of boys. I had other fans and ladies, um, so I it was. Is this the idea of the ultras? Is it? Ah, uh, we've got an old. There's a few names out there, right crew, and I. And I mean, these are guys that's all done me and you, by the way. <laughs> but they're legends, they're absolutely brilliant. And, and see, to be honest, that's, that's what you're doing it for. Because I always say, and I still say that to the boys that know, it's their club. It was their club before we came here. Um, I want to improve things. I want things to get a lot better. But I still don't want to take that, that Bob Render Stevenson thing out of our dear. I mean, you go to other clubs and it's they've got best everything, but it's like a library. I want our dear to be a bit rough. You know, I want it to be a bit of, Bit of personality about it, sort of thing, and and with it, as I say, it's their club. I'll be here as long as as long as I'm wanted, and as long as we keep going and and keep progressing and keep taking the club forward. I'm in no rush to go anywhere else. 
if they decide they don't want me to be here, then that's a different story. As I say, it's, it's their club. But I just know I'm, I'm more than happy what we're doing. And I plan, I've got a long time doing this, so I'm in Neros to do anything else. Oh, that's good, mate. Do you feel that? Like, see, when you're flying, right, and you're winning eight in a row, and you're getting promoted and all the rest of it, like, when you get into the boozer and that, are you seeing them just running about the sort of community? Can you feel that after them? You know, that sort of pride and thinking, you know, fuck, you know, this... You know, you're, you're you're helping this year. You're helping here, helping their morale. You know, just as even their mental health sort of thing. Do, do you know it's it's easy when you're winning, and it's easy for a to jump the bandwagon when you're winning. And there was a lot of that as well. Do you know some of the some of the best things is, and I don't need that. Listen, I'm alright. I don't need to let people say, "Oh, you'll be alright." We sort of yearn when you know that, but see, like the fans when when we've lost a couple. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll send you a message in and you'll say listen we still see what's happening we see what you're doing um, you know we, we, we're still back you know, that sort of thing so to the players like to the fans are that invested it is that close they can send me a message somebody to send you a message by the way I think that was absolutely rotten today. and it's hard to argue sometimes but they're also as I say the, the good times are easy to go away but fair play to them sometimes when I don't take defeats well mate like Last season, I was going home and obviously, as I say, we, we, I mean, we got relegated last year. There was a load of different things that they were into it, that led to it. Ultimately, I wasn't good enough for my job. That's why we got relegated. Nanies were good enough. Um, but I never dealt with defeats very well. I would go home and shut the curtains. Like, sitting darts for hours and hours and hours, just get at it in your head and things like that. Um, and then I would carry on for a couple of days and I just couldn't shake it off. But I've tried to change that now because it, it doesn't have a good effect on you. Uh, so I try to change how I do. I'll, I'll, I'm more likely to have a quiet night for one now. Um, I, I try and get out. If see, see if we've not a good result, I'll try and get out. Try and get away. Try and take my mind off it. Try and go and do something. Whether it's go to the pub or, you know, go and get my pool, meet your pals, you know, like try and get away from football. But, um, but as I say, it's easy when you're winning. But the good thing about them is, when we've had a couple of bad results, they've sent you know, me or the players or something like that, send a message and listen, heads up. Well, like if they're saying that, if they're telling us to get our heads up, then we can't move about. We need to go and fight for them again. Aye, and that's interesting you mentioned that. It's sort of been doing and, and locking yourself away for a couple of days there, which like, sounds like you're recognising probably like unhealthy doing that, right? So have you discovered any like coping mechanisms like for yourself and maybe other people could use when things like happen because it's not just FIPA, you know, maybe somebody gets bad news at work or um, you've got a family issue, you know, everybody suffers with, with their mental health at some point, so you might have some coping strategies that can help somebody who's listening to this potentially. I think the worst thing you can do, in my experience, I can only talk about myself, everybody's mind works different you know, you can't tell anybody how to behave and deal with things, I'm the worst when I lock myself away you know, you're just staring at the walls and things like that. I mean, football's football, but it has a mega, mega, mega effect on you. Sorry, um, but just in general, like there was there was stuff going on, going on last year with running the club and things like that. That, that they say that had a bad effect on me, and you know, and everybody does have mental health and, and things like that. And I'm not saying I was anything at all but it's just one of the ones that we need to take care of ourselves. you take care of it I'm cheating to say this at this size but you need to take care of yourself physically and you need to take care of yourself mentally and as you say there is some things that you, well things can get to happy at times and we're all, we're all human 
Um, but I was the dealing with results very well. I was going home, and as I say, walk myself away. And if we were getting beat more often, all we get relegated, so we obviously were. Uh, there was a lot of long weekends sitting with a curtain shut, you know, and it's it's no good for you that way. So probably back to a park. Going to the pub and having a pint as well isn't the best idea for people sometimes, but I do. I like to try and try and go away. Like I see what my pals up in Mexico, Brady, do it the way for for the football. While going for a game of pool, go back up to Toe Cross, just just get away, go a drive. One of the best bits of therapy for me is taking a dog a walk. Um, love my love my dog. Share just got a dog with some dog. It's just what I'm So I'm just hating your dog in the house, just like. Ah. Just keep beating the dogs here and all. How can things go worse? But just take the dog. Like, we're lucky doing it away with the beach and all that. Just that's that's great therapy. Take the dog a big long walk along the beach, leaving the phone in the motor, um, and just just a big long walk. The dog's always happy to see you, so the dog's great therapy for me. I no definitely. I think that would be my advice. And I think it's about finding the sort of balance and you know whatever sort of works for you. Um, um, just to kind of take you away from that sort of that negative frame of mind sometimes. So even if it is going for a pint or a couple of pints, then that, that's that's fine. There's always a reason why um, we've got that sort of culture here. You know, it does help you go off some steam. Um, what about um, some of your tr- your trips then? Like any sort of best memories of trips, either with RDA or for your West Coast ride days that you can tell us about? Because I think the camaraderie sort of spoke about in the football a lot in terms of the banter and the stuff that goes on in the dressing room, so... Anything you can share us for that, for a kind of happier, funny perspective, maybe. I, I love, I love bus journeys. I love away days. Uh, one of the worst ones actually was uh, played just Stuart pre-season there. Um, so I'd all geared up, I'd organise the game and all that. Me and Stuart away doing Biden free some art. Brilliant man. See, every year I try to organise a bus journey, um, but this year we waited. Yeah, I've been in your Stuart, mate. I'll never go back. Where I don't even know where it is. It's, you have to be honest, the way down by Dumfries, why Everything's away. See if it's by government, it's the way down by Dumfries, as far as I'm concerned. But we we were driving down, and um, I, get, I get back car sick. I need to drive all the time. I was driving the bus, obviously. So we're driving down, we get to Garvin, and you're like, right, that's fine. They've stoked, they've had to, the divers have got to stop. I think it's like a tune about journey or something like that. Uh, so we're back in, so everything's sort of, or we bypassed it at Garvin, and then you've got the, Single rows, but it's all right. And then you cut off and you go to Newt Stewart, and it's turn and turn and turn and turn. And by the time you'll get, I'm fine, I'm going to be sick the full way done. And the time we get after the bus, I've like to boys, you'll need to get up all this stuff. I'm going to change it, and I'm going to be sick here. So the Newt Stewart came out, and they're all lovely guys, they're all like, welcome you. I'm knocking about the way, try to get a change of them. Um, so the boys always walk out, and they, they, they change them, get set up with the kits and all that. And I'm out and I've had a way and I'm saying to Michael, if you go and eat the team talk here, I said, I can't speak to the boys, I'm fucked, I'm, I'm going to be sick. And Michael's like, I've just been sick all <laughs> We won that game, but the team talk must have been the worst team talk in the world. Um, the bus him, by the way, there was no car sickness, I don't know how that happened. We were all steaming. That's when the ciders came Aye, that's when it was, aye the ciders were there. It was a great journey, but there's been loads, one of the... So I think we go to the last 16 of the Scottish um, and we just that was probably one of my favourite seasons at, at Cobrine in football I think we were, were away to Aberdeen we were away to Alva and which is that's Clint Manisha um, Aberdeen again up in Glasgow just every draw we got was just a bus journey and it was superb 
And one of the ones that was, I think it was to take us into the quarters. That's when the Christmas night out. And um, one of the boys, I'll know Nate him obviously. One of the boys never, he just lost his job, which happens, not to be embarrassed about it, he just lost his job. Um, and all the, the, type of, the type of team that we were, the boys had all says, right, well, we're all stick a five. Never told them, but we all put a lot of just a five or tenner in and end up here. We gave him the money. No, nobody's missing any out for, for not having money. If he could miss his angle letting you, you know, something like that, the fair dues. But if it's money, we'd never let him do miss any out for that. Um, and the wee one went up and we had the with his free kick. It was, it was unreal. Um, we went 2 1, but he started up to, to bend it with his right. So the goalie set up. Well, he's set up to his wall for it to my right one, and then he just what because he could have done it with his right, he just moved there, left that, bent it out of the wall, just the other one. He ended up getting that night with men money in anyways because if they had a whip room for him, people are all late, I think. But that was my Christmas jumper night, is we always the Christmas jumper. So I'm thinking after that, imagine we get beat there, we'll get back to their boozer to start with, and an old bag clack mass or whatever it is, some wee old man boozer. We're all also bounced about quite delighted there, or raging, we'll get the Christmas jumpers on. I think we got any guys got about seven o'clock and have these up the tables. I can't remember where it was up Socky Hall Street somewhere. But we're stuck the videos come on my timeline on on Snapchat, like your memory thing. And uh, um, it tells you the time when the video's recorded at half eight at night and all that and have these have these well gone up these tables, I think we kicked out and Hank Southern they'll get home that night and things about that. But they they memories and things like that are absolutely like you you can't, you can't, you can't buy the things. They're just class times. No, absolutely, mate. Um, and so, what about just the ambition for Ardy? And then, like, how how far can can you take it with Ardy? Sounds like you're saying, obviously, about the loyalty and that. I think you're potentially going to be there for a while. Where it looks and things. So, where do you think you can get them to? Well, oh, listen, we need we need to be this season. That, that's the first and foremost thing. We need to make sure that. We got an early so tight this year. Um, I think for promotion to relegation, there's like eight points in it, um, and we're in the middle of it. We could, um, I, I've said to the boys our season, but it's easy to go up as we are to go down. So we need to just make sure we get get the fingers that we put a fair few wins together now. Um, if we can put a run together, then any, like you could you could do anything. Um, bank consistency has been a problem for everybody in the league this year. That's that's why most teams are still in me a show because the inconsistency. Um, long long term, as I see, it's, we just want I want the club to be stable. I want us to be, I want us to bring in, change the mentality, bring in more players who are, are going to take the standards up, get more at the boys that we've got, and then we'll just keep building. Look, a club like Aldea, it's hard to it's hard to see all that in this division or that division. You know, we need to finish this season strong. As I say, I think I think even though it's going to be my fourth season, I think next year will be the first time I get to actually. Build on the squad that I've got because it's always been rebuilding. So I want to keep the majority of the squad that we've got, and then build on it with a few added into that, and then you know I think then you probably get judged out. That's that's me building on a team. Now, I've never been had the chance to do that. Um, again, should have done better last season. That's not an excuse, but I'd like to have the chance to go and build on my team that I've got there now and, and see if we can make that better. Have I mean we we drew a lot of games at the start of the season. Uh, with flashes of good stuff and then some silly stuff but as I say we've brought 19 players this year it take took away with click so we're still I don't want that next season I want us to be settled granted pre-season here's what we're doing here's who we are adding a couple more in and then really kicking on next season because there's, there's good examples of teams running about that have done that 
Um, and, and we, we definitely can do that as well. Have you ever encountered that? Because maybe obviously boys are working that. If you maybe have to, I don't know how they work it. They maybe play a game on Saturday, Wednesday, and a Sunday, and then obviously no update can make them if they get shift commitments and stuff like that. I um, towards the end of the season they can sometimes cram in midweek game today at the start. Uh, the biggest problem is, and I tell my boys all the time, they put the fixtures out and the boys will go, oh, we've oh, got a free week this week, and we've got a free week that week, and then they'll plan stuff, and I'll be like, see that game will get cancelled, that's going to be rearranged, that's falling into that week there. So then you say, see your night out, you've cancelled, see your this or that, cancel that, because we're not doing that, we're playing football again. Um, so things like that come into it, and that's the sort of nature of the beast ways, you know, like, they need to squeeze games in, as you say, it's either you're going to be midweek when people are wanting shifts, it's going to be a Saturday, it's meant to be a free week. Um, but it's just one of the ones, you just need to stay prepared, just try and win as many games as you can in that time. And, and you've sacrificed, I say to the boys all the time, see, we're, we're planning for Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, for first day of pre-season to the last day of the season. I'll tell you when the last day of the season is when the season's finished. Um, so we, we go to that, you know, as I say, I'm, I'm a bit of I, I'm a bit of mourner sometimes, things like that, wee things that, I, well last year, last year I was meant to go to Lisbon with my old man, um, it was a present for Sarah, um, we had my dad, like just the two years ago, no, it was one of the ones like, Christmas ball and all this, and we're going great, my dad, my dad's my, my best pal, my dad's my best pal, but I remember, uh, at Christmas morning and he get envelope and I get envelope it's like I got to Lisbon and we were looking at some who else has gone like, me and you for three days like, what are we going to talk about what are we going to do but we went and it was meant to be like it was obviously my mum and my sisters that had booked it and, and they had looked at the, the fixture list and obviously right, the season finishes then so they planned it for then but before the game's cancelled in January so the season then rolled on so I've like, I cancelled the holiday basically, and it was one of the other ones. It was like, was it your like man and got to Lisbon and and got to the Stadio Olimpico and all that sort of thing? And it's it's big, big, big deal. And they're talking about changing all. They're talking about um, changing the stadium and things. So we wanted to get out there and and, and experience it, but I'm not missing. We didn't miss training. I just wouldn't. Just wouldn't do it. Um, so of course I think cost about four hundred quid to, to get the dates later. It was brilliant. Well, it was a great all thing. I'd like that we'd done it. But that's the kind of thing I players would do that. And I don't really expect them to do it either. But again, it's one of the ones I get a bit agitated. I sort of joked to the boy, I said, four hundred quid that cost me, you still get as well again. And what about that late game you're talking about, obviously? And I think that's fair news, obviously. You can't expect folk, obviously. That's, I wouldn't even that's quite a commitment for you to sort of cancel your holidays well there but um, how do you deal with moments like that when boys are maybe saying I can't make that game because I've got this or that or um, how do you deal with that? Not very well. <laughs> <laughs> There's, uh... Any examples? Because some folk must be at it sometimes I'm guessing there must somebody must go out and look mad with it and then he's meant oh fuck I'll need to make something up here. No, I see, see it with fair I tell the boys like one of the boys Jack Taylor he's, Jack's a great boy he's, he's been really good for me um, and I use him as an example Jack used to send me a text and it would be eight lines and Jack's always there by the way Jack really misses it but if for some reason he's going to miss it he would send me the first line 
Right, just Catherine, oh, you know, I'm not going to be there. And then there's eight more lines, and I just always say to him, See, if you sent me that first line, I don't give a fuck what your excuses is for the rest of it. You're telling me you're not coming, you're not coming, you're in the bad books, don't speak to me. That's it, job done. Um, and I always say, Jack, what happens after the first line of the text message? He stops reading it, don't make excuses. So the boys know I don't, I don't like it at all. But it's, they don't get back in unless I've got to as well. Like, um, that's one of my rule, one of my one of my rules is, is I also go down to the boys that are there to make sure they don't get back in. Um but I, I'm it's always been a rule that if you go on a holiday you're you're cost the team. Um you'll just throw get back in straight away, you're gonna earn it, you're gonna start the boat again and, and work your way back in. And you've got your standards, you've got to have rules. Um it, it frustrates boys, but it's also one of the ones like Always come and say, I'll be back for two weeks and I'm the one. I say, what do you mean, Dean? Just showing up, it's not enough to get you back to the team. Like, go and do something. Like, just because you've been here, you're taking a box by saying you've come to training, but are you coming to a game? Go and press. Go and do something to actually get back to the team. Somebody's got your place. Just because you've been here a week or two doesn't mean you see that's all forgiven and you're back in. You need to go and earn it. But again, it's trying to get standards up and try to get try to get them taking the rain, control the changing room and setting their own standards as well. That's a big thing for players, I think. Uh, it seems like you've got a decent relationship with him anyway, the way you're sort of talking about him there. Um, what about, like, any mere sort of difficult moments, like, during COVID and all that sort of stuff, maybe when the boys couldn't play? Um, because like we're talking about, it's f- f- your sort of physical activity is, is a big outlet for you, you know, in terms of your mental stuff. So when the boys, they, they sort of trust you, they start to unload on that, and how do you cope with that sort of stuff? I would like to think so. Um, I'd like to think we've got a good relationship I sort of tell players that if they come in I'll, I'll say and that's players that are left as well I say listen you want my boys now and I'll do everything I can to look after you it's not just about football uh, like I try and get to know their families and, and look after them and try and I, I take that really really seriously um, during Covid I was I was quite vocal um, which will probably surprise you <laughs> majorly surprised me <laughs> But I've, I wrote letters to politicians, I've wrote I had stuff read out in Parliament, all that stuff. Who was writing in for you? I'm <laughs> see whether you're in. <laughs> all right, yeah. <laughs> but I, so I'd sent text messages to politicians and to Parliament. Um, but it was like, for me, and, I, and it was touched on in the last episode, mental health was a pandemic there. Of course, COVID's a serious, serious thing. Uh, but mental health was a pandemic, um, especially at that time. Um, we were getting told, obviously I was talking with amateurs, the rules were, the rules were shambles. Um, juniors could go back playing and training, but amateurs couldn't. We'd go to work together. And, you know, like just, we know there was a lot of rules that didn't make sense. Um, there was one day, obviously I wouldn't name the person, but I was at a drive, and, and you'll know it, it was going along the high road and Stevenson uh, getting into Solcots. Um and I seen one of my players at a walk, and I was at a drive, um, and I put the window down. It was across the road, uh, and I shouted to Ertel. And he sort of just kept walking. I thought he must have received phones, and I shouted to her again. He's just no, no reaction, no, no getting at him. So you know, we can shout louder. <laughs> uh, oh, and um, he's he's got his attention. I'm looking over, and I could see something wasn't there. Something was gone. Um, and he's come round obviously against social distance, so he's coming with passenger side and talking through the window and I said, Where are you going? Well, I'm just at a walk. 
I'm like, where are you going? And I was like, get in the fucking motor. Yeah, I'm going to get in. Um, and broke down. And basically, he was going to walk and wasn't sure if he was going to come back up the road or not. Um, he, was, he was in a bad place. And that, that affected me big time. Um, so it's something that, as I say, it's something that I'm really, I really, really worried about with the boys, to be honest. Know that, know that they gave me reason to worry about it. It's just because of that. And and, and, that's, a, and that's a terrific they care about the boys. Um, they are. I, I have got a thing that I say is I don't say assholes or not. Like, personality comes into it as much as anything you try. So you, you work, we work with each other a lot. We speak to each other every day. We all are a tight, tight unit. Um, so it does really... I take my role when looking after them very seriously. Sometimes too much. Sometimes I pamper them a wee bit or I, uh, you know, um, I keep a bit of pain in the arse and all, you know, like just back to make sure they're all right and things. And, but I always say that I just take my guy on and don't, I, I won't change. Like I just, I'm a caring guy. I like to make sure things are all right. I can give you a bit of the arse and all if you want it. But that, that day, that, that's something that sticks with me and it's something I'll always remember. And, um, and it scared me, it scared me a lot to be honest. Um, and it's something that you hear the stories, and I say we know people who have who have obviously lost their life to mental health and things like that. But that one is to to sort of hit you in the face, sort of thing. It was it was something that will stick with me, and it's something that that does stick in my mind. And it, when I'm dealing with boys, is there any differences in their behaviour? Of the the sort of louder ones went quiet. A massive on WhatsApps and things like that, like. I've done the WhatsApp. We he was stupid things like John Cole. We did the high selfie Saturdays. We still do that now. Um, and it was just based on the Saturday check. Can you take a photo? And it's just a daft photo. But I just made it as a way as I sort of just having a joke. But it was just check in. Who's not done their selfie Saturday? You know how stupid it is. But it's just that way. Can you speak on a chat? Because you know if you're in that situation, do I speak? Take a selfie is the last thing on your mind. As stupid as that sounds, but. It was just my way of trying to get the boys to engage and, and no distance themselves and things like that. And it's, like, I don't know if it's the right way of doing things, but I think the boys know my heart's in the right place. Most of the time, I might be a pain in the ass at times with it, but my heart's in the right place and it's more than football for me. It's I take my role very seriously. We're looking after, it's a lot of young boys that we've got as well. So I take my role very seriously with that. I know, it sounds like fake, mate, when that happened, to be honest. I possibly... Um, I'm, I don't know if I'm saying I'm glad it did obviously I'm relieved that it did um, you know some people just drive by and mean the nicest thing and just took the hole and wave and all that you know but just me you could talk for Scotland just stop and talk and and I I don't know for some reason somebody, I mean driving by and seeing them some reason that was meant to happen I think get your spot on it I know definitely I was listening to another podcast there and uh, I can't remember which one it was, so I can't sort of shout out, but they were saying that there was um, a guy who, I don't know where it was right, either, I don't think it was Scotland, but he was sort of saying he was sort of feeling suicidal and then he like, went out of the house and then he, somebody just said hello to him and then the cunt was like, that changed his mind basically, he just after that he went and sort of sorted his life out and he went, if that person hadn't said hello to me then they, he, was, he reckons he would have sort of committed, you know, which is scary to think about, um, and folk always sort of say, oh, you know, it's okay to be not okay and that, but I think, we, I think we could be doing a wee bit better in terms of just being nicer to folk, or just saying hello to your neighbours and all that, like, 
Saying hello, passing, how you doing, how's it going? I just know being a prick, basically. Aye, what do I say? Aye. Aye. Don't be a prick. Aye, I ain't going to that. This seems like good life advice, mate. I sometimes don't take it myself, but... <laughs> no, honestly, Chor, I really appreciate you doing this, mate, and uh, hopefully uh, get our dearie promoted this year and next year and we'll get you back in, mate. Thank you very much, mate. Good luck with it, Paul. Doing great, mate. I appreciate it, mate. Thank, Thank you. you. Cheers, buddy.